Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers. We are here with author Cora Carmack, excuse me, uh, talking about her book, Roar. Roar. Really? Sorry, I couldn't help it. It was on the radio on my way in, and then I walked in and saw the title, and it was just, it was meant to be. (laughs) (laughs) I get that a lot. (laughs) All right. But at the same time, you read the synopsis of this book, and like, I love the, the, I love that Roar is the name of it. Like, once you read that. But uh, sorry, I'm jumping the gun. Um, yes, there you go. No, I was just going to say, let's, uh, if you wouldn't mind, give the listeners just kind of a little background of what Roar is. Sure. Um, well, I wanted to write sort of an epic fantasy novel. Um, and when I was a little kid, I was fascinated by, like, storms. I grew up in Texas in Tornado Alley. Oh, and fun. I, like, always wanted to be a storm chaser when I was a kid. And so, um... When I had the idea for the book, it was sort of about taking that sort of profession of a storm chaser and putting it in a fantasy world. And instead of chasing normal storms, they would chase magic storms. Um, so the sort of premise is that there's this world where these these terrible, violent storms that are almost sentient. They're like predators. And um, there are a select few people with the magic to be able to control those storms. And thus they control society as a whole. And um, there is one main character. Her name is Aurora. She's a princess, and she's set to sort of inherit her kingdom and protect the, the kingdom's people. But she didn't inherit the storm magic that everyone else in her family line does. So um, she has to figure out how to keep her crown on her own. And to do that, she decides that she's going to uh, leave the palace behind, uh, challenge a tempest, steal its heart, and um, in doing so, take on its magic. So it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's very adventurous and um, has cool storms and things like that. And um, I hope you guys will check it out. Well, I like I like also in the synopsis. Sorry, I kind of I, I read through it on my own, and I love how she's sure. set up to marry uh, this. Almost, he seems like a villain. Um, yeah. <laughs> who will dominate out of fear, and then she decides, nah, nah, this uh, this isn't going to work for me. I'm going to do this the right way, and yeah. she goes out to to fight the world, which is just. Yeah. And, and I'm assuming the main character... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. It's sort of one of those situations wherein um, she's been keeping this secret for a long time that she doesn't have this magic ability. And if anyone knew, the kingdom would sort of rip itself apart because there would be people trying to take over and everyone would be fighting. And so um, her mother comes up with this plan that as long as they marry her off to someone else who has storm magic, then it can still, she can keep the throne and it'll be sort of a painless transition. Um, 
but then she meets the guy and he's kind of horrible. And so she decides she's going to sort of take her future in her own hands instead of, um, you know, taking the easy route. Yeah. Now I'm assuming the the main character is the person that we see on the cover of the book, correct? It is. Her name is Aurora, yes. Okay. Aurora. Um, Aurora. I like that. Yeah. No, I, it's fantastic. I love I love the cover. So, but not only that, you have a fantastic, you know, uh, story here. I mean, it's kind of like a little bit, you got a little bit of all the Disney princesses kind of smashed up here. You got, you got the, the opposite of Elsa, you know, she has magic. She's trying to hide that, but no. And, you know, and that's kind of stormy type powers, but no, she, she doesn't have it. She's going out to get it. And you have, she's going to be married off to the prince, but he's kind of the schmuck. That's a little bit like, uh, you know, Jasmine and Jafar a little bit there. Um, I like There's this. You know, where she like just dons a disguise as like a peasant and sneaks out and ends up in a black market. So that has a bit of an Aladdin feel too. Yes, <laughs> it yeah. seems like you have a little bit of everything in there, but at the same time, it's fresh. It's its own unique story, which is fantastic. Now, I yeah. do have to ask. <laughs> I do have to ask about Roar, the actual title. Uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned that it's like Aurora. I'm assuming that that kind of ties in. Um, is the roar supposed to be more of how she stands up against the storm? Is it about how the storms are these beasts that the literally roar of the have storm. the roar of the storm? The, right. that <laughs> it's essence. a little bit of everything. Um, as the book goes on, um, she told you she chooses to sort of run away and she um, is going to challenge a tempest. And she runs away with a group of storm hunters. And they all sort of go by nicknames. And so her nickname is Roar because um, it's sort of a simple thing that she can remember. It's really close to her own name. Um, so it works on a very surface level that it's that she ends up, the main character is in fact called Roar for a good portion of the book. Um, but it also, yeah, it brings in those underlying things that we associate the word Roar with like a roar of thunder or, or something like that. And so it has like a little bit of both of those those vibes, which is nice. Yeah, no. Now, and this is considered YA, correct? It is, yeah, but it definitely has crossover appeal. Um, she's in her, like, late teens, and um, a lot of the um, other, like, storm hunters sort of vary in age. There's a couple that are younger than her, a couple that are, like, in their late 20s, even, like, early 30s, and there's one, like, really old dude who's, like, my favorite... <laughs> And his name is Duke, uh, and he's like in his like sixties. So um, there's sort of a lot of crossover appeal, just because there's a lot of characters that are not just teenage girls. Now, is this a standalone, or is this the first of many? Um, it's the it's the first book in a three book series, is what I'm committed to right okay. now. Um, so I'm excited for sort of this storyline. But the really cool part of it is that the world is just so. Um, rich and it has lots of possibilities. Um, obviously, you would have different storms um, would sort of plague different areas of the world and different climates and things like that. So there's a lot of opportunity in this world to sort of expand and um, create other stories still set in the same world, but that are you know uniquely their own story. So um, definitely three <laughs> if things go well. It's a world I could see myself living in for a while because I think there's a lot to still be explored. Well, not only that, I, I can just imagine like actually having two different cities or two different groups, thunderstorms, uh-huh. or just different types of storms, like a thunderstorm versus uh-huh. a hurricane, well, lightning. Even just in the planning process, I, you know, I, I'm not an artist by any means, but I drew my little map and I made like, I don't know, like three or four different copies of it. And like, 
my biology teacher would be so proud because I made like normal copies that were like, you know, cities and things like that. And then I made a copy that was just the different biomes and which ones like touch each other. <laughs> and then I made a different one of like what would be the most common storms in every area. So um, I have like this whole grand world in my mind, but we only <laughs> see little pieces of it. So. Oh, I want to see well, that. I can't wait to read this. I mean, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, there's such a rich world and environment i mean you could write stories from the past the you know how these civilizations came up or anything there's um my my publisher is tor teen um but tor overall and um i'm doing a short story for them sort of between book one and book two that's actually about um this character who has his own book sort of within the book the main character's favorite book is about this um sailor who tries to like sail away from the, the the world to try and find a place without storms and it's sort of this like mythological journey no one knows if he made it or if he died or anything like that so i'm doing a short story between the books about that and i'm so excited for it because i think writing like storms on the sea will be really cool that's even more cool you have a story within a story yeah <laughs> i like books so often my characters also like books <laughs> I'm sorry, I just keep envisioning, like, the X-Men Storm going against Shocker, going against Elsa, like, in this epic battle. Because, <laughs> you know, I hey, mean, if they... don't forget Sub-Zero. That's true. Sub-Zero would have to be in there, too. Like, yeah. it's just... And I'm not, I'm not trying to demean, like, you know, the characters of the book, but just... Because you have that those, epic of a those battle. elements. It is a very, uh, you know, because weather, in general, storms are such a visual thing. And so that was one of the reasons I was so excited to write the book, is that, like... As soon as you say, like, magic storms, <laughs> like, everyone has, like, a connotation in their head, you know, that they're going to picture, you know, the same, like, might and devastation that a normal storm is capable of, but on, like, epic grand scale. Um, so I actually, when I first, I signed a deal um, with Tor for a different series entirely, a different fantasy series. And then when we were in contract negotiations, I had the idea for this book. And I just, like, went to my editor and I was like, I know we're... You're working on a contract for another book, but I really need to write this book right now. Can we do that, please? Thank you. And luckily, they were totally cool with it. So that's nice. Yeah, I am lazy. Um, so I sometimes listen to audiobooks. I'm a terrible person. Um, is this <laughs> no, coming out not. as an audiobook or? It is. It has simultaneous release, so it comes out June 13th, which is this upcoming Tuesday, and it'll release on audiobook at the same time. I actually almost exclusively listen to audiobooks because I have um, an optic nerve condition that makes it difficult for me to look at computers all day long like I used to, <laughs> and so I have to really budget my screen time for writing. <laughs> so I almost exclusively listen to audiobooks, and it's fun because it's like a totally different. Um, sort of avenue of how to tell the story. You know, it's not like watching a movie or watching a TV show, but it's not like reading entirely either. It's like somewhere in between, like a radio play maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, every time, like, I get a chance to be able to listen, like mowing the lawn, driving to work, um, any mm -hmm. free chance I get really, I'll just put on an audiobook and just disappear into this new little world from an author. And so I'm... Sometimes I'll even get so into it that, like, I don't... In my head, I'm convinced I'm, like, watching a TV show or something. There was once I, like, was listening to an audiobook, and um, I live here in, I live in New York City, and um, I had, like, ordered food or something, I think, and so, like, the, my apartment buzzer, like, went on, and I got up, got my food, sat down, and then tried to turn the TV on, and it took me a ridiculously long time to realize that I had been listening to an audiobook and not actually watching something on TV, but I had just, like, gotten so invested and <laughs> 
so vividly that I was like, oh man, that couldn't have just been an audio book, could it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, the the voice actors they get now uh, really are amazing, and you're mm-hmm. able to get into those books right away. So yeah, I was, I just barely finished Stephen King's It, and uh, there are one, there's once or twice where <laughs> I actually started yelling, where I'm like, oh come on, because I just <laughs> wanted the characters to straighten up and fly straight, but yeah. <laughs> Not exactly the book you want to get lost in. No. <laughs> no. But I'm looking forward to getting lost in this one. This, this, this sounds really fun. Like, I want to just read it now. Daniel has yeah, our copy, so I'm going to have to order my own. At its heart, it's like an adventure book, you know? So um, it's about, like, the character journey and, like, what you learn about yourself and what you learn about other people, kind of. So um, it definitely, this first one is very adventurous. As the series goes on, it gets sort of darker and darker. But, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. So it looks like it's about 380 pages, which is a good, solid book. Um, and so it's going to get darker. That That's interesting. I Are, are there the things storm that, always gets darker, Daniel. I know. Are there things <laughs> that happen in this book that are going to move over into the second book? I mean, because... Yeah, yeah. I think, um, obviously, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I think at the end of the book, there's a pretty clear direction in where the series is going to go. Um, I wouldn't call it a cliffhanger, really. I think most everything is sort of wrapped up, but there is sort of this, like, kind of, you know, at the end of, like, superhero movies when they have the little extra scene at the ed- end of the credit, oh, yeah. you know? There's sort of just a little hint at the end about, like, what what we could see happening next. So it sort of gives you pumps for what's next, but doesn't leave you, like, hanging like you'll... Like, you're never going to know what's going to happen, you know? So the main story in the book wraps up, but there's just enough to say, hey, you want to read the second one? Yeah. All right. um, Like I said, I'm I'm a very character-driven author, and so for me it's always about sort of character journeys. So um, she does – she goes on a journey in this first book, and she learns something about herself. She becomes stronger, all those things. Um, But – when she sort of gets back, because she, you know, she leaves her kingdom um, to run away and face this storm, and when she gets back, she figures out the world is sort of kept moving without her, and so there are still more parts of her journey to go. Um, but the, the hunting a storm aspect has wrapped itself up, kind of. <laughs> nice. Now, now that this book is out, are you working on the next one, or is there another book? Because you kind of mentioned there was another project uh, that you had signed up with Tor. Uh, with, uh, are you working well, on that or? I no, I'm working on book two okay. for this. So yes. um, yeah, I'm I'm in the middle of that right now, which is really exciting because, like I said, everything gets darker. Everything gets um, sort of more complicated, more layered. There's more people involved. Um, the storms get darker. The storms get more violent. So um, in general, book two has been really fun to write so far. I'm still not finished yet, um, but lots of sort of like things that I laid in place in book one that are getting to sort of come to fruition in book two. And that's always a really fun part of writing is when you like, I waited so long and I planted the seeds for this thing. And now I finally get to reveal it. <laughs> nice. That, that's always fun to have that, that payoff uh, for those things you, you planted early on. Daniel's looking at me. I'm just thinking about what outfits these these controllers of the storms would want to wear. Because on the one hand, you want something cloak like, like a like a robe or like not a robe, not a robe, what a robe? No, like a raincoat. But uh-huh. at the same time, you know, to keep all the weather under control. But you don't want something that flaps like a raincoat. Because then, 
What if someone had wind control and just wah, whipped you up? But then if you had wind control, you could actually control the wind to fly with it, like in the storm. You're way too overthinking this. I am. I'm sorry. It's it's exciting. No, no, that's um, definitely things that like my mind crossed through when I first started plotting the book because I knew I wanted to have magic storms and I wanted people to be able to fight the storms, but. When you are actually writing something, you're like, okay, but how does a person fight a storm for real, though? <laughs> and so I went through all sort of those thoughts, like the different ways that, that would sort of handle it. And what I ended up doing was something sort of steampunk adjacent <laughs> um, instead of, you know, like machines and things that are powered by steam, they're powered by storm magic. And so um, there's like little devices and things that the storm hunters have invented to sort of make the hunting process um, more efficient, um, and they're, like, run by storm magic. So that's mm. a really fun aspect of that. Um, as far as clothing, um, they wear a lot of, like, leather. <laughs> and um, I sort of always picture them in um, sort of gear that's going to cover as much of their skin as possible, but um, they all wear these, like, uh, sort of utility belts that have different, like, storm magic, like, hooked under their belts for different uses. Um, and so I always picture them having, like, one of those sort of really short jackets where their, like, hip is left open so they can, like, grab weapons and magic really fast. So um, that's sort of how I picture them. But um, part of the fun part about that is that um, there's a lot of things left up to interpretation for the reader, and so they can sort of picture it how they want. No, I like the fact that you have this all planned out. You know exactly what type of clothes they're wearing, how the belt sits, where the magic sits, and their weapons, that's fantastic. Because yeah. um, I'm sure I, when you're writing that, it comes across that way. Yeah, well, and one of the fun things is I was, um, when I was first, like, in the drafting process for that book, um, I went to Comic-Con, and so I got to sort of look, it was almost like I was, like, shopping at Comic-Con, the different booths that had, like, different, like, um, like cosplay costumes and things like that. I was like, oh, no, that wouldn't work. That might work. <laughs> And so, um, yeah, it was really cool. I got to sort of, like, I bought some of my own, like, cosplay stuff that I thought would, like, fit with the book um, that I was writing. So I'm a giant nerd, basically. Oh, don't worry, so are we. <laughs> that's that's uh, how I shop for characters, actually, except I get on the train, and I'll just look at people and just be like, ooh, ooh, you have a oh, story. Yeah. And so I hope that nobody in Salt Lake realizes that, you know, that I do that, because, yeah, there's a reason <laughs> I'm staring at you, because I'm creepy, but I'm, <laughs> I'm rewriting your history. Yeah, no... Um, I think most writers do that. We're just observant people. Um, anytime I go out to like dinner with friends or anything, I find myself like eavesdropping on the people around me and I just like can't even help it. It just comes naturally to me that I'm like trying to figure out who everyone around me is and what they're doing and what their lives are like. That's, that's yeah. fantastic. I, I love it. All right. So June 13th, it's almost here. I, yeah. I'm sure you, you already have a copy that you, you've held in your hands and you've been able to have yeah feel that amazing feeling to have your book in hand so june 13th this comes out on ebook it also comes out physical and audiobook which is just fantastic so our listeners can get it in any format that they choose so that means scott's getting it on ebook or no not ebook audio i don't know that hardback that you have here for i know demo, it is pretty it feels nice it has a good cover good texture i might have to go hardcover on this one I wish they would sell things where it was like you get everything in one because I would buy that for some Oh, my months. gosh. If they would do that, I would buy all three yeah. right at once. Right there. It would be fantastic. So, uh, well, listen to us. <laughs> yes. Tor, make that happen. 
Come on. I know they're they're going to listen to this. So that's a great marketing ploy. Do it. Do it now. Yeah, you get a lot of sales. So uh, it looks like the hardback is $17.99 and then the e-book's uh, $9.99. Uh, yes. Doesn't say how much the audiobook is, but you know most people just go to audio, Audible and um, yeah. If you're doing Audible, you'd probably just do a a, a credit. Yeah. Price varies depending on what you bought it for. So um, I'm not sure what the list price is for audio if you're just buying it outright. Yeah. Well, for it's, those of you that have Audible, just pick it up. It's June's credit. Yeah, it's June's credit. June's credit is just sitting there, doing nothing. It's waiting. <laughs> Instead, it could be roaring. Yes. Wow. You really used that. Yeah, I went there. I'm embarrassed for myself, too. Oh. I'm not surprised you went there. Oh, yeah. You guys haven't heard that yet. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Uh, we really appreciate it. Now, just, I mean, for our listeners that are excited about this series, where can they find you next? Is there going to be a convention or a signing you're going to be at? Or where on the internet can they find you? you can definitely find me on the internet in lots of places you can find me on twitter facebook instagram um pinterest i think <laughs> um as far as my upcoming events uh, my next event is in austin texas at book people um and then after that i'm going to be doing an event um back up here in the new york city area in new jersey and um after that i think i've got <laughs> a couple of random events i've got louisville kentucky um I think Orlando, Florida, and uh, Orange County, California. I think those are my next ones up. Wow, that's a big jump, Orange County from yeah. New York. But, <laughs> but it sounds like they've got uh, a, a good uh, selection of places to have you go sign, so that'd be fantastic. I wish I was a good enough author to be able to do all that. One day. <laughs> One day, Scott. All right, well, again, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. And for all of our listeners, go pick this up. It's a fantastic premise. The cover is beautiful. We'll post a picture up for those to look at uh, with the recording. And uh, with that said, we'll catch you next time. We're out of here.